Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Steps into one, watching deep, going for Brandon Ayuk, it is, oh, he caught it off the ricochet, penalty, is he in? Hit him right in the face mask. Here's Birdie, looking, firing in, Joe, caught, Ayuk, touchdown. And there it is, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Jackson, the Flowers, he dives, the ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. And he's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years and a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Grumble with us. Be mad with us. Grumble Monday. Grumble Monday. You're listening to Jeremy and Joe on Western New York Sports Giant. WGR Sports Radio 550. Boy, Brock Purdy sure made a lot of plays in that second half. Scrambled a bit. Yeah. Yep, and he, he did. He he's good. in the Super Bowl with the 49ers to play the Chiefs. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Monday. I'm less grumbly than I was. But I did have something to bring up for you. From which game was it? Ah, I just said something was top, it the, top of mind. The Niners were very aggressively making sure everybody knew that Brock Purdy's not just a game manager after, oh, the, after the game was over. A couple things. State of announcing today. So Greg Olson, maybe you don't get a chance to see a lot of Greg Olson. Maybe yeah. you saw him on the NFC Championship game. Greg Olson is a very good color analyst. Mm-hmm. Do you know the thing that makes him really, really, really good? What's that? He lives in the year 2024, mm-hmm. not 1987. Yep. That's it. Yeah. He understands the game as it's played today. Yep. When the Lions are going for their fourths, he tells you why. Yeah. Do you know, doesn't even make it that complicated, and that's why he's good. And an odd thing is going to happen in the next six months. I'd like to make my next bet. You know, I made my Aaron Rodgers will claim he was ready to be cleared right after the <laughs> Jets get out of the playoffs, and he's going to – this is all a charade, and sure enough it was. I mean, that wasn't exactly a bold take. Did he do that, by the way? No, he didn't exactly do that. He kind of did, though, Once right? they got eliminated from the playoffs – they added him to the 53, yeah. and he said he'd been working hard, but now there's nothing to play for. Okay, whatever. So it's like not exactly right. He's got time still to I got, I got a prediction for you on Brady because I've just never been convinced Brady wants this job. I don't think Tom Brady wants that job. Why does he want it? Why does he want it? He wants to travel yeah. around and be the number one color analyst on Fox for the rest of time? I've never believed he really wants it. Mm-hmm. And he's about to supplant Greg Olson, who I think it's not quite universal praise, but, you know, the job of being an announcer in the NFL is everyone telling you you stink. We do that all the time. Yeah. Greg Olson's really good. He's about to be demoted for a guy that's never done it ever. Yeah. Yeah. And has never said anything that's all that interesting. All right. Not not that I've, you know, even his podcast, like the clips you get aren't even that interesting. Brady's going to go in there and be Tony Romo light. He'll say even less. 
would be my 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 guess. We'll see if Fox goes with Tom Brady as their number one analyst. Did you see Olsen, by the way, get into it with Michael Wilbon on this kind of stuff last week? On, like, the analytics stuff? I did, because Michael Wilbon is, in this moment, about the analytics stuff, blah, blah, blah. He's being live, a, He's deciding to yeah. live in 1992. He's being a curmudgeon. You can yeah. just learn, or you don't have to. And, you know, as someone, Joe, that is growing older and older, and you'll tell me about something, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to take the time to learn about that. <laughs> There's a defense there. Just... Rather than yelling about it, just say, like, you know what, I don't have time to learn that. Because that's what Wilbon did in that. And Olsen responded. He said, further proof of how vital it is that announcers continue to educate the viewers. It's the way the game is being played, and it's here to stay. Like, he's even saying, like, I'm trying to educate people on why why this is happening. Rather than just be mad and, like, yell at the clouds that, like, oh, what are these guys all doing now going for fourth downs? Like, Olsen's out there trying to tell you why they're doing it. Right? That's it. And you need more. Can I get more of that? I liked Romo at his best when he. I felt like he was teaching me something about the game. I liked the Manning cast, not even because of the sideshow. Some people like that part of it because you know Schwarzenegger's on there with a donkey. It. I like it more because I feel like I learned something from Peyton Manning every time I, yeah. I watch the game, and I legitimately feel like that with Olson too. Like he's a part of that. He's fresh out of the game too, so yeah. I think that matters in this equation as well. He he was he on. Yeah, Fox yesterday for Lions and Niners. Yep. So he would have been making the case, right, about why the Lions did what they did. Absolutely. Was he criticizing them for not doing it at the end of the first half? I don't remember. That was when I was with a sick child, so I did not see the end of the first half. I only knew about it yep. after reading that they could have gone for a field goal, could have gone for the fourth down. It's the three-yard line. By the way, the Niners is, uh, you know, good for Brock Purdy. He was great in the second half. He has been very good all season. Really, the Packer game was like maybe his only bad game of the year. And I guarantee you we were all – a lot, not all, but a lot of people were saying the exact same things about, oh, he's not actually a game manager. See, he's in the Super Bowl about Jimmy Garoppolo four years ago. Yeah. Exact same thing. Not saying he's at he's exactly Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's better than Garoppolo. I think he did some things with his feet yesterday. He's not Lamar Jackson, obviously, but he did some things with his feet that Jimmy Garoppolo was never going to do in his life. But I want Kyle Shanahan got to a Super Bowl and Jimmy Garoppolo got figured out by the Chiefs in the second half, missed a throw down the field to Emmanuel Sanders, and then the next day basically told his general manager, I, I need somebody that can do everything. Mm-hmm. And then they whipped I'm just saying, that. if Brock Purdy is the same Super Bowl, I, Kyle Shanahan could get back in a year to, I need a guy that does everything. So I'm not just crowning Purdy today. Like he's, you know, he's a great quarterback, an elite quarterback in oh. the league. He's fine. He's good, but I think Shanahan could get back to the same place very easily. Absolutely. Also shows the gulf between some of the great coaches and some of the not so great coaches in this league. Kyle Shanahan's taking Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy to Super Bowls. Yep, it's pretty impressive. I will I, also I, say I, though. Hold on. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. This could be a criticism of Shanahan. I don't even mean it to be. It could be more of a criticism of Purdy. Of well, he's not a game manager. The whole NFC is game managers, right? There is no Mahomes in the NFC. There's uh, no Burrow in the NFC. There's no Allen in the NFC. There's no Herbert in the NFC. It's Stafford and Jordan Love now, and Jordan Love now, who should have beaten the Niners. Yeah, I was just gonna say it shows the gulf between coaches and coaches because here Kyle Shanahan has gotten Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo to Super Bowls. And I won't finish the rest of that sentence for, like, some pretty darn good quarterbacks out there that have yet to be to a Super Bowl. 
No, they have to go through Mahomes, so that's part of it. I mentioned it's, NF- a, bi- it's a big part. The of NFC it. side of it, you know, he might end up being zero and two in Super Bowls, but the big, huge elephant in the room is like I almost want to. Not that I I resent some of this conversation, but if you come out of that championship Sunday saying like, "Well, Josh is better than Lamar," I want to be like, "Well, great, hang a banner. Who mm-hmm. cares? Who cares?" And if if we we, we got to stop living in that world where we're constantly debating whether or not Josh is better than some other quarterback that's also not winning Super Bowls. <laughs> There's no banners for that. Allen's great. We know it. Time to get eyes on the actual prize as opposed to just, wow, I can't believe Lamar's going to win the MVP. He's a fraud. All right. Okay. It's time to stop caring about the MVP. It's time to stop caring about everything except for the Super Bowl. And every every time the Bills don't win it, we have to ask why. And if the answer is not Josh Allen, then what are the answers? It's the weapons weren't good enough. Why? Because they drafted too many defensive players and missed? Mm-hmm. Well, the coach blew it again. All right. Joe Brady. Like, I'm looking at Joe Brady right now. Joe Brady is my current franchise savior. Mm-hmm. I said here earlier, like, the job is to be as good as Andy Reid. I'm hoping Joe Brady, which is something that when he got hired, I said there's a there's a small possibility that he is the next up-and-coming young wonder kid prodigy. When he got hired as quarterback coach or as a as just his, Just his entire career arc. Okay, yeah. Because he got a job young, and he's succeeded on the college level, and his first go-round in the NFL didn't work, and maybe his second go-round in the NFL works a lot better. Like, Kyle Shanahan was not great right out of the gate. Right. He was with... The Commanders, Washington at the time, the Redskins at the time. Then the Browns the with Browns, like Manziel. And now yeah. he's like, oh, you are going to have a good offense if you have Kyle Shanahan. He's going to just absolutely run the show. And it doesn't. And one thing that he might have that almost nobody else does is it's quarterback proof. It looks to be. Yeah. Nick Mullins has the. Ha, this stat shouldn't exist, but it does, and it's a Shanahan stat. Mahomes has the most passing yards in NFL history in his first 16 starts. Nick Mullins is second. I mean,. Come, that's Shanahan. Yeah. 8030550 on the Bills, on the Chiefs and Ravens and Dan Campbell decision making. Dan Campbell, all of it. Butch on the east side. Good morning, Butch. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. WGR, I love you. And of all the fans and listeners, I love you as well. I'm going to get right into it. And uh, this past weekend, gentlemen, show me how good my football team was based off watching these two games. And the reason why I say that, I know our situation, I know our problems, and we have the opportunity to move in the right direction to build this football team to go ahead and get to these Super Bowls on a continuous basis. reason why I say that, <clears throat> Josh Allen's been with us five years. I've watched many times that he, at their, that side of the ball, has put up enough points where they thought they was going to win the game, and they'll be sitting on the sidelines, and the cameras will show them as the defense is getting ran over or moved up the field, saying, if y'all can just stop them, we can win the game. Y'all can stop them, we can win the game. This year was the final straw for me, and hopefully uh, Sean McDermott can wake up and put his ego to the side and understand that he he has done a great job, and he's, he's still a good head coach. But his philosophy when he came from Carolina and the style of defense that he's ran for five years is not good enough in today's time. You just were speaking about Greg Olson, and you were talking about playing in today's game. Today's game is the game. 
you have young players. I watched these two games uh, this past weekend and watched all the young rookies that was on the field playing, and we have so much talent that we're not using because of the old-fashioned ways of playing my buddies. Don't believe me? We were 6-6. Six and six. We had Daquan Jones was, was on the injury reserve, wasn't even ready yet. We came back like a storm roaring. As soon as Daquan Jones became eligible to play, Sean McDermott put the old buddy back in the game and gave him majority of the snaps and forgot how the other defensive lineman was in rotation and getting us there. We had no pressure against Kansas City. Baltimore pressured, pressured Mahomes. They only got 17 points, but I'll put that to the shelf. I want to get to where I really called you. Mike, Mike Caldwell is the perfect opportunity to play him, put him as a defensive coordinator. He played under Todd Bowles. He played in the Philadelphia system. He played in the attack game. You have Sean Desai, who also you can bring over here to add to that, to, to that defensive side of Bowles, who also has a background in special teams, which is a kind of a weakness for us that we can bring him in. And Sean McDermott can move over to just as a supervisor and as a coach and let Joe Brady run the offense, let Mike, Mike, Mike uh, Caldwell run the defense, along with Sean Desai, along with adding what you have. The only thing Joe Brady needs to add to what he's doing, he needs a good wide receivers coach because we lost one before and we had a fill-in now. This is why Gabe Davis doesn't know how to run routes, and this is why some of the wide receivers that we had kind of struggled this past year is because of the wide receivers coach. But we have two, and I'm going to leave you with this. We have two wide receivers that's ready to play. One is 6'4", his name is Justin Shorter, out of Florida. The other one is Tyrell, Tyrell Shavers out of San Diego State who came out of Alabama. He's 6'6". And along with Shakir, Kareel I mean, uh, Shakir, we got those three, man. You can move on. For, you can move on from Diggs and Butch. Absolutely not, man. No way. What I just li- happened? Tyrell li- Shavers, and we're moving on from Diggs. I like Tyrell Shavers in camp quite a bit in the preseason. He was my guy. So there's the compliment to Shavers. He's better than Justin Shorter was in the preseason, by just, the way. Uh no. Just no, we're, we're, no, 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 we're, no. We're we're not doing that. We're we're not. Not, By the way, we're not doing that thing where, oh, there's diamonds in the rough in the Bills' back pocket. KJ Hamler, Justin Shorter, and Tyrell Shavers, that'll be your new receiving core. We're not doing that. No. I will leave. <laughs> I will be done. I will be, I'll, I'll be the next Ryan Gates right now. Gates quit when they drafted Josh Allen. Although this is significantly less likely that they roll out a yeah. receiving core without digs and they go with. Tyrell Shavers, Justin, Justin Shorter, Shorter, and, and KJ Hamler. Oh yeah, but if that happens, I will, I will, I will be done with this. I will no longer sit in this chair. There's my promise to you. It's my vow to you. I wouldn't. I... The receivers coach, by the way, is the, the guy that worked with Beckham forever. This isn't like a no. This guy's good. Yeah, Adam Henry. This isn't like when um. It's another one of the reasons we thought Beckham might come here. Which, yeah, by the way, right. maybe he will for like four million dollars. Maybe there's yeah. your one-year, six million dollar guy. Beckham, yeah, he showed interest in the past. He came here for a visit. He did not have numbers that's going to make you he know get him a giant contract. No, he didn't have a fifteen million dollar season, but he could be a nice depth piece for some team out there. He would have helped the Bills on Sunday or last Sunday, wouldn't he have? More so than than Trent Sherfield would have. Yeah, probably. They they can't they can't go cheap. They can't go cheap. What the remember the Packers for a decade did the same thing with Devontae Adams as like they had Devontae Adams as their number one receiver. And it became a thing that every year 
the Packers were, hey, they need a receiver. Oh, this receiver's available. They need the Packers need a number two for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, let's mock the Packers to get a, a wide receiver two behind Devontae Adams. And for like ten years they never did it. They always went cheap. And then they every year they needed another one. And they right, they finally did it once Rodgers was gone. And oh look, they're all really good. It's not a not a coincidence. You gotta invest in the position at least a little bit. You can't go that cheap. And I don't expect that the Bills will. They talked like they know this. I want to. I want to. I feel more confident and more willing and able to like break down these receivers for the next four months because the Bills sounded like at their end of season press conference that guys we get it. We we yeah, know like, we've got to do this. There's a salary cap, so you can't do everything you want. You do the best you can. We have two teams in the NFL right now that are that remain standing. One of them has arguably, one of the best quarterbacks of all time with one of the best play callers of all time. The other one has perhaps the best set of weapons ever constructed with one of the best play callers of all time. Yeah. At least in the league today. Sure. For for the Niners. They have everything. The they Niners have, have everything. two incredible receivers. Brandon Ayuk is one. Brandon Ayuk's the best receiver in the NFC. And he's secondary on his own team because Debo is so unique. Mm-hmm. Kittle doesn't even get a target till the third quarter. He's an all-pro tight end. They just don't even need sometimes. He has games where he blocks because they just don't even need him. McCaffrey is a, McCaffrey, is a course, Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah. Yeah, their, we- their weapons, man, are nice. Unreal. They're so, they're so good. And they are. They are the you, perfect. You, you, you look at that NFC team and you think, we'll get by with Justin Shorter and Tyrell Shavers. <laughs> by the way, I do want to say, I did like Shavers. Mm-hmm. Shorter did. I didn't see anything from Shorter in the preseason at all. He was at one point a highly touted prospect, but and they're not going to do that. They're just they're not they're not they're not going to do it. They got to know. If there's one thing we know about the Bills and how they've drafted, you know, for as much as it's, you know, every team in the league will talk like this. It's well, best player on our board. We're not just going to draft for need. You know, it's the best player on our board. Yet the Bills consistently do draft for need when they needed a corner. What did they do? They drafted Kyrie Elam. Yep. When they needed a defensive end. Defensive end. What they did they do? They drafted end. two defensive ends. Really, the only time they didn't do it is when we thought middle linebacker was like a glaring hole. And they took a tight end. And they took a tight end. So that's really the only time I feel like that's happened where their biggest need, they actually passed on it. I I think, you know, the corner example for when Tredavious White was hurt, they need a corner. What else are they going to do? That's receiver right now. It's what else are you going to do if you don't pick one? And if it's going to be a copycat league, go copy the 49ers. They invested. They spent a first in Ayuk. They spent a second on Debo Samuel. Like, they went and they hit. And you can't hit on these guys if you don't take swings. Even if you reach a little bit, you got to take your swings. You cannot go into the season without taking a swing at that position. And I don't know how the Niners, and even the Lions yesterday, the Lions should be an example of this, too, because their defense got picked apart. They got there, I know I've said a couple times, they got there because of their coach and their the fourth down decision making. They were in that game because of that yesterday. But they also were in that position because, same thing, right play caller, and you can throw the great offensive line in if you want, but they hit on their weapons. They hit on their weapons. Amonra St. Brown is an elite wide receiver. And Jamison Williams has really come on late. He was a first-round pick. They hit on Sam Laporta. They hit on Jameer Gibbs. Same thing. Their skill position players are awesome, too. Awesome. 
Except for Josh Reynolds. <laughs> what a yeah, that he needed to catch that. Rough one there. Maybe they'll add T. Higgins. Maybe they'll add Michael Pittman. Ooh, the Lions? Yeah. Michael Pittman Jr. Maybe. I have Jameson Williams in Dynasty, so I would like, like for that to not happen. Because he's pretty good, right? I get, he almost handed an interception to a 49ers defensive back yes, on one. But. And he, he also dropped a go-ahead touchdown for them late. Williams did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. The, the, went, the bomb that was on the left sideline. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't go as a drop. Well, I shouldn't say that. We don't talk about it as a drop if it goes through your hands and never touches them. But it went right through the basket and didn't touch his hands. If it doesn't touch your arm, it doesn't qualify no, as a drop? No, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't generally talk about oh, it I as see, a yeah. drop. He just... He whiffed on it. Should have caught it. Mitchell in Buffalo is up next. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, guys. Hey, morning. Uh, going forward um, into next year, I'm pretty optimistic, but lost all that now that Sean McDermott seems like meant that he's going to be here as the head coach next year. I just don't see us having an edge. Their team's balls in the AFC, and um, like every time we play Kansas City, the edge between like quarterback and head coach, play caller, don't see what Sean McDermott does for us. You know, we've regressed since 2020, the AFC championship. So I, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not really optimistic going into here. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think about that. Thanks, Mitchell. There's for me. There's a way to say this, and you know, maybe you think it's unfair to McDermott or not, and it it illustrates the high bar. When's the last time the Bills overachieved? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's 2020. 2020. Yeah. Now, it's that's it. It's difficult for them to overachieve, but let's look at... Well, them overachieving is the Super Bowl, is it not? At this it's point, at least the AFC Championship game. At least. Yeah. Look at these teams here that are left. Are the Chiefs overachieving? Not really for their standard. No, because their standard is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Are yeah. the Niners overachieving? Debatable. They're supposed to be really good, and they are. Yep. They made the NFC Championship game last year. Yep. Did the Lions overachieve? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Very much. It's so. a great season for them. Mm-hmm. Did the Ravens overachieve? Sure. The conference, yeah. the yeah. conference was supposed to be Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. Here's the Ravens, one seed, going to win the MVP, change their coordinator, got to the championship game, and hosted it. That's overachieving. They probably would like to do more in a division, by the way, where everybody had a winning record. They were yeah. able to do that. Yeah. When's the last time the Bills overachieved? It is 2020, and it would just be nice. It's it's hard. It's it's setting the bar. As high as you can. It's a little bit of a different spin on Super Bowl or bust. Next year, no matter what, overachieving starts at the AFC Championship game. Maybe you could spin it into, well, at 6-6, and becoming the two-seed is overachieving. Like, okay, okay, you're digging yourself out of a hole you created. But I I think that's – it's a tough question to ask of these Bills, but – 
I think it's the right question. I think it's the right thing to look at for their own standard, what it should be and where they need to go to prove it. 803-0550. The Chiefs have overachieved if you look at the whole era. Four Super Bowls in five years? I mean, could you have foreseen that being like this? Did It had to go like this the moment Brady left the AFC. Like, he saw it coming. 2018 AFC Championship game. Oh, I got to get out of here. Let me go over to the NFC for the last couple years of my career because look at this guy. He's about to rule the conference. I mean, they're overachieving in general because of how, you know, it's another dynasty. And it just happened immediately after New England was done. Like, that that's where my frustration lies this morning is that there was no break in between. There was no parity. The other conferences had a ton of parity. 16, in the last 20 years, 16 different quarterbacks have made the Super Bowl in the NFC. It's six in the AFC. The the n- n- Maybe this will change, and it probably will. Because this was supposed to be the conference with all these challenges and all this parity because look at them all. Lamar Jackson's an athlete that we've never seen in our lives. And Josh Allen, I, Ross Tucker once called the most ath- the, the best athlete that's ever played that position. And he throws the ball like no one you've ever seen. And oh, look at Justin Herbert putting historic numbers up. And Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect that we've seen in 15 years. And C.J. Stroud's the best rookie quarterback that we've seen ever. All of these guys are just around the AFC. It was supposed to be parody and nothing. It's just him. Jeremy Fowler reports the Panthers have interviewed Bill's assistant special teams coach, Corey Harkey, for their special teams coordinator's job. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. I don't know how many snaps he played, but I just think mentally to get yourself back to the point where you feel comfortable doing that kind of thing and you know, obviously the physical parts, you don't need any explanation there, but I think mentally to get yourself ready to go back out there and feel good doing that, what we do, especially at his position, is it, pretty cool. Joe Flacco endorsing Tamar Hamlin, winning the Comeback Player of the Year from the Pro Football Writers Association. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. The last time the Niners made the Super Bowl, do you remember that NFC Championship game? Before they played the Chiefs? Hold on. Hmm. They, who did they beat? The Rams, probably. The Niners and Rams play all the time. Who'd they beat? They beat the, why isn't the team up here? They beat the, yeah, the Packers. Packers in the AFC cha- NFC Championship game. Yeah. Was that in San Francisco or in Green Bay? It was in San Francisco. Is this the one where the, no, that was a game against the Bucks. So, one very key difference that I omitted when comparing Garoppolo and Purdy, and like I, I still think that the the future could end up looking the exact same. Purdy's the reason they came back in that game yesterday. Like he made plays with his feet, he made throws, he, he one did, off of a helmet well, he, of a say, defender, he got lucky one off of someone's face. Jimmy Garoppolo's stat line in their NFC Championship game when they advanced to the Super Bowl: six of eight for seventy-seven yards. That's the truest of game manager games you've ever seen in your life. They ran the ball 42 times in that game <laughs> against the Packers to advance to the Super Bowl. And this one yesterday was more about Purdy. Hey, like, credit where credit's due. Not the biggest fan of him, but 
the Niners' record, I think it's a sh- more of a Shanahan stat, right? Where their record coming from behind, like they never do it. They never come from behind. Like 1-30, in 30, something like that. And they were down 17 in that game yesterday and found their way back. So credit where credit's due on that. They threw the ball well. They got lucky because one went off a guy's face. They, got, they, they got a miracle catch. They got yeah. a fumble recovery. Those are two big plays. Yep. 803-0550-1888-552-550 to join us. Uh, I have a Sabres thing to mention in a moment. Adam in Silver Creek first, though. Hey, Adam, good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, happy Misery Monday. <laughs> Misery Monday. Um, yep. Just uh, just in terms of Joe Brady, you know, being promoted, um, you know, there's – to be blunt, I don't, I don't care for the move. Um, you know, when he came on, you know, we saw more of an emphasis on – running the football, controlling more time of possession, limiting our possessions in turn. You know, you keep Josh Allen on the field making less plays, seems smart. And I'm just curious, like, it, I didn't hear anything about it, but there was no interviewing any other potential candidates. And They, they, interviewed, they interviewed Thad Lewis, former Bills quarterback, who was uh, with the Bucs. They interviewed Thad Lewis, and was there anybody else, Joe? I, don't, I think that was I, it. Yeah, it might have been it. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I guess my, my question is, you know, and I don't, I don't know how it works in the NFL. So Rivera was fired in Washington. Can they interview? Could could they have interviewed the enemy? They could have. Yes. Yeah. And thanks, Adam, for bringing this up. We mentioned on Friday. I mean, I, I was hopeful that the enemy would get at least interviewed. As McDermott said, I cut my teeth with Andy Reid and pass first. The guy that used to do that with Andy Reid is available, and they did not interview him. Mm-hmm. So my guess is, you know, without necessarily accusing it of being some sort of sham hiring process, they were going to go look for candidates, and they were always going to land on Joe Brady. Yep. Yep. That'd they, be my they, guess. They were satisfied with the job he did, continuity, right? Like, yeah. They When they hire him as quarterback coach, my I think I said this the day they did that, this is your next offensive coordinator. Like you, that that's a position where I would expect the same thing. If they hire, and I would expect that they will hire their next quarterback coach with a with a mind towards. All right, well, at, at, at the time it was because I thought Dorsey would get a head coaching job, not that he would get fired. But same thing here. Uh, if Joe Brady's going to get a head coaching job at some point, I need my quarterback coach to be somebody that I can see being my next offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, here's one way to put it about Brady right now. Let's rank the most important people in the Bills having the best offense in football next year. Okay. Number one. Josh Allen. Number two. Mm, Joe Brady. That's what I would say. I was thinking about Diggs. It would have previously been Diggs easy. Allen one, Diggs two. Right now I think Joe Brady is the second most important person for this offensive yeah, whole operation. Well, Alan, this Diggs being a the reason was I was thinking about is because Diggs being a question mark, if more so than in past years in terms of the caliber of play you're getting. Because that's a, if 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 he is what he was in the second half of this year, that's trouble. It's only trouble if Joe Brady's no good. If Joe Brady's good, it doesn't matter. It might. What if he's not? Uh, well, I guess what you're saying is if Brady's good, then. Diggs can't look like what he did at this. Like well, if, here's, if they draft the receiver and the offense is, looks better uh, passing the ball, they're not running the ball as much because that was circumstance. 
then then I don't have to worry about Diggs because Brady is not going to let that happen again. Right. Yeah. Okay. He won't let that happen. Right. They'll have other pieces. He'll design his offense. Right. And it'll be great. You can't so, double him on every play. Right. You know, it'll I mean, be Stephon Diggs him. has been the best receiver in football with the Bills for a couple of years, or one of them. He's put up more catches and numbers and whatever. Prior to this little six, seven game swoon, he'd been dominant since he showed up. Mm-hmm. And the Bills have fallen short on offense and in big games. You know, sometimes it's the defense lets him down. Sometimes you wish there was one more play here or there. So. I need Brady to go into that off-season meeting room and say, <laughs> "You, you kind of wish he'd, that he said something along the lines of like, I, I don't want this job unless we're drafting a receiver early.'" <laughs> yeah. Would Would he want assurances? I mean, he gets the job. He He probably wants to be a head coach too, right? Like a lot of these guys do. Climb the ladder, see how it goes. Well, and this is how you uh, This is how you do it, right? You, this goes well for you, and then you end up being. A head coach, but it has to go. It has to go well for you. Like Dorsey, for instance. Like Dorsey getting the Cleveland job. Like that's not as good. Uh I think it'll because he won't get the credit. If, well, if he's it not, goes, that's right. He's not calling plays. That's that's what I mean. Like if he but, wants to be a head coach, I'm Joe Brady above. We got to get our. Uh, we'll get our coach draft together. Uh, Joe Brady on my board ahead of Ken Dorsey, obviously because Dor if. The Bills' offense is number one in football next year. Joe Brady gets all the credit. If the Browns' offense is number one in football next year, Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski gets, gets all the credit. credit. For sure. Yeah. I do think it's a good job for Dorsey. Good for him to get that job. And one thing the Browns have, the Bills don't, not that I love it, the Browns, I think, know who they are on offense. Kevin Stefanski right. knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And they're a run-heavy team. They have been for a while. Their running back got hurt. They brought in Joe Flacco. They brought in Joe Flacco and threw the ball all over the yard. Yeah, like I think Kevin Stefanski is pretty good. So um, they still, but he they still have a job there, and they still the whole thing there is getting Watson to play well. Yeah, they 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 have no other choice. They have fifty million dollars guaranteed per year invested in that. So Dorsey will now have to tackle that. Like that's maybe he actually would get credit for that if Deshaun Watson returned to elite play. Maybe Ken Dorsey could get right back into the head coaching circle. Saber stat for you. I'm just looking at the standings as they come back from this West Coast road trip, having picked up four out of six points. Continuing is, our Misery Monday theme. Nah, it was good, right? Hey, four out of six. That's pretty good. Yeah. You're happy about that. Sabres have 48 points. They are nine points out of the final playoff spot held by the Red Wings. That's the misery part. Yeah. Here's what I want to drive home. Where are they missing nine points? They could have got nine points against Detroit. The answer is, I mean, there's a lot of places, but I just noticed this. The Sabres and the Red Wings have played the same number of home games. Mm-hmm. If the Sabres had the Red Wings' home record, they'd be in the Red Wings' spot. It's three more wins and three more overtime losses. The Sabres at home are under five hundred again. Mm-hmm. And they've put on some whopper disappointing performances at home. Three more wins and three more overtime games, and they are in a playoff spot. Not to say that that's easy, just... What's the difference between the Red Wings and the Sabres? The Red Wings are winning games at home. 14-8-4 are the Red Wings. They're nine points behind them. The nine points, all home games. Disappointing. Mm-hmm. I have a mini rant for you coming up in Extendo Sports. Yeah? Mini. Just mini. Is it about your uh, beloved Arsenal? No. Did I, did I see Arteta's leaving, or was that fake? That's fake. Okay. I think. 
you probably saw that because Klopp's leaving and you're still I'm you're, you're, just you're, trying you're having to... you're having dreams you're projecting your fears onto other other teams now. I, listen this is going to turn into a heroic Cinderella not Cinderella story there in first place but I've I've come to terms with Klopp leaving I'm good with it I've watched enough enough uh tribute videos over the last uh 3 days yeah to come to terms with it be a great story he's going to go out on top Eight oh three oh five fifty Extendo Sports coming up and uh, my mini rant might have to I might have to mute a word on Twitter. That's that's oh. what that's what it's gonna come to. I'll tell you what it is. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Alright, Extendo Sports. We got our Super Bowl matchup, February eleventh, six thirty Eastern. Chiefs and Niners. Again. Do we know what uniforms they're going to wear yet? Who's the home team? The Niners would be, wouldn't they? Because they had the bye? The game's going to look very similar either way. It's red against white. Yeah. Yeah, the color matchup's not great. The best color combo possible would be, though... No, I guess I would want Chiefs in all red and Niners in all white. If I could... If I could be nitpicky, I mean that's that feels like it's the same. I at least get the Niners not wearing as much red. I feel like the uh, Lions whites looked good yesterday. Their new helmet's good too. Anyway, here's my little mini rant. It's on one of your favorite words. I got someone in my mentions, my mentions calling Baltimore frauds. Oh, all right. Uh huh. It's, it's the freaking AFC Championship game. Frauds. Okay. I, I guess we can just call everybody frauds. Lions, frauds. Hmm. Whoever loses the Super Anyone Bowl. Anyone that does, isn't in the, doesn't win the Super Bowl. No. Uh. Frauds. Whoever loses that game, let me tell you, they are frauds. We're just frauding everybody now. Hmm. Everybody's a fraud. We have to be more calculated with our fraud. Uh, the Steelers are like legit frauds. Yeah, they're real frauds. Yeah, those. Th- that's e- a fraud. Eagles, real frauds. Yeah. Anybody else? Cowboys? Um, no, no. No. I wouldn't put it on them. Like, they play games. I'm going to go back in NHL history, and the team that loses game one of every series is just a fraud from here on out. They play one <laughs> game. You play a bad game. It's a bad day to have a bad day. It just... You know, the Bills... It's crazy, this stupid sport. We do one game sample sizes. <laughs> and then everything comes out of it. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. It's amazing. All of it. It's a beautiful, wonderful sport. Okay. Lions Chiefs would have been cool. It would have been the, I think I saw it would have been the first time, or maybe it was the second time, that two teams would have played the NFL season opener and then played the Super Bowl. You you start and end the season. Was Seattle-Denver one of those? I think that was the other time it happened. I remember looking this up. I'll have to find it. Would have gone for it. Would have liked it. Poor Detroit. I wanted that. It would have been they wild. They filled up their stadium for a watch party. Did you see that? Yeah. Giant TVs on the field. The scoreboards had it. Massive watch party at Ford Field uh, for the Lions. Sad, sad watch party. Yeah. It was, go- it was going well for... Yeah. Man, that game. If you're a Lions fan, I mean, how, how do you feel if you're a Lions fan well, this morning? Because you've never, you've never seen this with your team before. You've never had them go this far. You've never been that close to your first ever Super Bowl. So... I mean, you still have to be happy with the season, right? No Lions yes. fan would have said no to, "Hey, you're going to be you're going to miss 
Your season's going to end three points away from the Super Bowl. You, you, you take it. But the way it happened has got to be excruciating. It's 13 seconds for them, probably. Right? Well, it, even though Dan Campbell be. said, who knows if we'll be back. This might have been our best chance. They're immediately going to talk about, all right, what do we got to do to get to win the Super Bowl? Although Ben Johnson leaving is huge. So, yeah, everybody's a fraud. Everybody's frauds. Um, yeah. Andy Reid's fifth Super Bowl appearance, by the way. He's now third all-time. Only Belichick and Shula above him. If he goes ten more years with the Mahomes, I bet he passes him. How old is he? Reed? 67 is my guess. Andy Reid is 65. Okay. Has he got ten more years on him? I mean, there's retirement rumors every year about him. Well, there's retirement, I should say, not rumors. There's retirement conversations every year about him. I don't know that they ever graduate to rumors. Maybe that one time it was like actually out there that it could happen, and then he's like, no, it's not happening. These debate shows, it's probably sexier to debate... Is Mahomes the GOAT? Is he better than Brady? Will he pass Brady? We're going to get a lot of that. That's probably sexier. Sign me up for Andy Reid's a better coach than Bill Belichick. He has a body of work with multiple teams, Mm -hmm. multiple quarterbacks. He was successful with with Alex Smith. Yep. He was successful with McNabb. Like, Andy Reid doesn't have more Super Bowls. But where's that conversation? Michael Vick he was successful with. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I kind of like that. I'm not hearing a lot of that. I'm not hearing any of that. You're right. It's all Mahomes Brady. Yeah. What? Like, what's his record without? Without the, the Brady thing or the the Belichick thing is you can look at 170 games of Belichick coaching without Tom Brady, and he's got a worse record than like Joe Philbin. And Reed, if you did that same exercise, okay, what's his record without his Patrick re- Mahomes? His record, I mean, it's his record overall is two fifty eight, one forty four, and one. What's Mahomes' win loss record? He is. I know he's fourteen and three, and fourteen and two in the playoffs. Mahomes is as a full time starter seventy four and twenty two. Well, it's pretty good, huh? That's so pretty good. No, oh, we're gonna make me do math here. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Sorry, on the air. 258 minus 74, I said. So 186. 184. 184. And 122. 184. That's that's great. Yeah. That's great. Belichick, yeah. Belichick is like 7 and 9. Andy, like Andy, win percentage. Andy Reid is 62 games over 500 before wow. meeting Patrick Mahomes. How many, if he won this Super Bowl, would that be a conversation we hear? Like, does he have to get. How close does he have to get before that starts becoming like a, a real thing? That he could be the best coach of all time. Does he have to get to like four? Because two Super Bowls, no one will let him in that conversation. But if he gets to four, I wonder if he could get in it. That's it for us. Extra Point Show coming up here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.